This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg, from Studio One Design. I'm not fabulous today, buddy. What's going on there? I I just tried to (laughs) amp it without (laughs) saying fabulous. (laughs) Awesome. I've been accused of using fabulous and awesome too much. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't get the fabulous thing, but awesome. I say that. I have used that for sure. But that's cool. We do have an awesome episode today. So this is... <laughs> uh, this awesome. Is, what have we got? Part three of a six-part series where we're discussing the principles of influence in website design. So you ready to get stuck into this one? Mate, I cannot wait. So <laughs> if anybody hasn't listened to the first two episodes... Go back to therealmagic.com and have a listen. It's well worthwhile. It'll tie everything in that we're doing today. Um, And this is the second mini-series that we've done, right? So we did another one earlier, which was a Creative Profits mini-series. So that's a great one to listen to as well. All that right, was a killer, man. I'll end a stack in that. So. Are you going to run us through, just in case they haven't listened, going to run through the last two episodes? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, basically, in the first episode, we discussed reciprocity and showed how giving away as much free quality content as possible on your website subconsciously influences people to give back to you. So, that's why we do that. In the second episode, we discussed authority uh, and we explained how displaying that you're an authority in your niche through content and other credibility elements on your website also influences people to take action because they are far more likely to trust a credible, knowledgeable expert. I've got to say something on both of those. Yeah. Right? Reciprocity, right? If you give somebody something, they're going to give back. But this authority thing, it was interesting. I just, between you telling me that, that doing that episode and today, mm-hmm. I read a study where they asked people to help somebody by giving them a coin for a parking meter. Right, And the test was half the people were asked by somebody in plain clothes and the other half were asked by somebody in a security guard's Uh, uniform. Yep, yep. Right? Now, guess who had more authority and who got more compliance? Yeah, the one in the uniform. Right. You know, now the guy was an actor. He wasn't Ah, a security guard. There you go. Right? It was just for the purposes of seeing how people reacted. So, authority, super important. All right, let's kick into this week's. Yeah, cool, man. All right, so today, part three of this six-part series, we are covering consistency. I might as well just say the the last three episodes. So part four will be on likability, part five on scarcity, and part six on consensus. Oh, I'm looking forward to those. (laughs) Yeah, cool. So listener, what we have realized after designing hundreds of websites is that websites that get the best results are those that use the power of psychology in website design to influence people to take action. So... Today, we're going to discuss consistency. So, what is consistency? And Alan, I'm going to use a definition from the dictionary. <laughs> so, it's the quality of always behaving or performing in, in a similar way. Okay. So, a metaphor think of consistency like a pattern. As humans, we are wired to recognize patterns. So, the goal with your website is to build trust. And so, by using consistency across everything that you do on your website, it essentially becomes a pattern and therefore, you know, it helps build trust overall. Let me explain how. Look, let me just say, you know, people, I think, misinterpret consistency. You know, they think that everything has to look 
the same. That's part it, of it. it. It is part of it, but it's that's not the key to consistency, right? The, cons- the key to consistency is regularity. That it's is. actually creating that pattern. So, you know, you said people, humans are wired for this, yeah. right? Let, if you take it right down to the most basic level, a, a baby from a very young age learns the difference between a smile and a frown right, from, mm-hmm. from their parents, and as they grow older, that is a consistent measuring stick that they can use. Somebody's happy, they're smiling. Somebody's sad, they're frowning, right? So that is something that, that is deeply ingrained, and, and we do that in everything. You know, we, we use consistencies to make decisions on things that we do every day and we don't even realise it. So if you miss this and you don't do it right, then, you know, you're missing a massive opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess, you know, that's what we're trying to do with this series is, you know, talk about those psychological influences that we use in everyday life and they are sort of instilled into us from birth even. And so what we're trying to do is just bring it to how you would use these principles in a website design. Absolutely. Okay, so why should we use consistency? All right. So, well, it's pretty unlikely that someone will buy from you straight away if they're cold traffic, right? So, um, on a website, like, we want to behave in a consistent way so that our visitors get used to our behavior and become familiar with our online presence. So, remember that most visitors don't buy from you straight away. So, if you use your website as a marketing tool and if you are consistent across all of your touch points, your messaging, your values, frequency, then you are much more likely to have people feel comfortable with taking action on your site. Nice. All right. So how do we use consistency on a website? There are many ways and, you know, you've kind of touched on a couple, but let's um, sort of dig into them a little bit deeper. So, I mean, for starters, having a consistent look throughout your entire website and landing pages, checkout pages, essentially, uh, especially as well, and your social media and pretty much your whole online presence and all advertising marketing marketing material, um, marketing material, I'm going to spit that out, will help with people taking action and essentially buying from you. So uh, if we talk about your upstream traffic, meaning, you know, where, where your traffic comes from to get to your website, that also needs to have a consistent look. So if you're running uh, Facebook ads or Google, whatever, you know, banner ad, display ads in general, they would also need to have a, a similar look and feel to the page that they're going to be landing on. So, you know, otherwise there can be a subconscious disconnect with the prospect and they could think that there's a mistake with the link if the landing page doesn't match the look and the message of the ad that they clicked on. Uh, look, can I tell you, I mean, you're talking about ads, right? Mm-hmm. But in today's day and age, and particularly with the last couple of uh, Google algorithm changes, mm-hmm. other marketplaces and other directories are getting really high priorities in your online rankings. And often they're populated without you even knowing, you know. Yeah, so go and search for where your business is presented and make sure you make that connection. So if there's an opportunity, even if you have to pay to have a premium listing, for example, Make sure your logo is there. Make sure your branding's there. Make sure your key message is there, right? Because it's not just the ads you control, but there are other places where your business might appear in a directory that, you know, doesn't have that connection to your website. And I see a lot of people revamp their websites and they don't go back and clean up the previous uh, directory listings and ads that they've got. So that's I think that's point. Yeah. super critical. Keep an eye open for it. What yeah. else have we got? 
Yeah, good point. Well, talking about ads in general, so, I mean, you know, people, you know, they, they let life get in the way. And, and so, for instance, what I'm trying to say is if they land on a landing page from an ad or if they're just on a landing page from a Google search or, or a blog post or what, whatever the case is, if they've been on your website and they don't have time at that particular moment because of whatever reason – you want to be running remarketing ads with a consistent look so that, you know, they'll identify with the look of the ads and it can remind them that if, you know, that they were interested in your offer or, you know, landed on your page and just simply forgot about it. So by running remarketing with a consistent ad is going to help them remind them to to come back. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, and so, I mean, another thing, so you want to be consistent with your social media presence as well, even down to the images that you post. So, I mean, a lot of people, they might, you know, spend, uh, they might invest in in their website design and and their social media banners, but then they'll go and post some really amateur-looking posts that don't have the same look and feel as you know their their website or or their social media banners at the top of the social media pages and people when they come across these ads sorry not these ads these images it might just be in their facebook stream and they won't identify it as coming from that uh, that brand for instance and there can be an, a real disconnect there so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is keep all of your post images inside your social media consistent with your brand image as well oh look can I tell you this is another one that I just I'm amazed how many people don't brand their social media presence to match their offline and online presence. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just astounds me. But I think there's more to it. A lot of people go to the effort of making a custom, you know, cover image or or profile image, right? But then, like you say, their posts don't relate back. Now, you know what? You don't have to go to a massive effort. There are some really cool, you know, iPhone tools where you can... Take a half-decent photo. You can add elements like text to it, but do it consistently. Like make your little caption the same style every single time, right? If you do have the ability, pop your logo in the corner every single time. You know, it doesn't even have to be your logo. It could be just the color of the font matches your brand. But whatever you're going to do, make it tie in with your brand and be consistent. You know, like I said, it's just that people think social media is just about pushing information out into this, you know, big behemoth potential audience. But a lot of it is just wasted because when you're scrolling through your feed in, say, Facebook, it's very easy to pass by an image if you don't recognize it as somebody you want to stop and look at. Exactly. That's the whole point. You got it, man. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, it's and it's pointless. And there's so many good tools out there these days like canva.com if you haven't checked that out check that out you know you can create amazing blog post images or uh, social media images in you know just a few minutes and they look professional and all you have to do is tie them in with the the look and feel of your uh, you know your overall website or your social media banners and you're going to be way more memorable if they're consistent yeah and look you know the other thing too is if you've got a good designer have them create that style for you. You may be really surprised at what they can come up with for that, just that little bit of flair to make it yours. And and it doesn't mean that they're going to have to do every image for you. You can say to them specifically, I want to be able to do this myself, but I need you to design what that, that feel or that theme is going to be for our, uh, our social media images. Yeah. Spot on, man. Yeah. Cool. And 
So I touched on before that back to your website. So your checkout pages are extremely important and they're often overlooked in my opinion on a lot of websites that I go to. People put all the effort into the main pages of their site, but when they get to the shopping cart pages, there's there can sometimes be like a huge disconnect there. And um, this is where you want to be extremely consistent because people will potentially opt out if you don't carry that consistency through to the shopping cart pages. So yeah, really think carefully about um, you know the look and feel of your pages. Try and put as much social proof into your shopping cart pages as well and credibility icons, etc. Even down to the URL, you might be using a third-party shopping cart you know, that has a totally different URL to to your website. And that inconsistency can also decrease the the trust levels of um, of your prospects. I mean, it depends how, how savvy they are with, uh, you know, looking for those type of things. But, you know, it, you want to try and cover all bases. So try and be as consistent as possible on your shopping cart uh, checkout pages. Definitely. One of my things too is not just the actual checkout but the, the payment page, I mean, yeah. a lot of people use a third-party payment gateway, right? Mm-hmm. Now, look, it's okay if you are using, say, for example, in your local country, one of the top five banking organisations, right? Because you're taking them from your site to PayPal or you're taking them from your site to, you know, a reputable bank. But if you, if you are using a, a third-party payment system that maybe isn't as well recognised, look at inline payment options. I mean, a lot of stores now have uh, like one-page checkouts yeah. where the checkout and the payment is all on one page and it integrates via API for the payment so they don't have to leave the page to process the payment and as far as the url look you know you said it depends on how savvy people are i recently did a a project where we had to build an off-site shopping cart temporarily because the current site that they had wasn't capable of having the shopping site integration Mm -hmm. and although we used uh, their brand name in the url it was going to a different url Right, so right. it was yep. brand.directlinksecure.com. Right, sure. as soon as we move that onto their own domain, the the conversions doubled. Yeah, there you go. So you maybe know. there's more people that are savvy than I'm that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, so and I mean, look, that's a one-off instance, and I'm sure the stats aren't like that all the time. But that's just one example of, you know, be aware that when you go from one site to the next, people are aware that they're leaving your site. You know. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that shopping cart whole the whole shopping cart process is generally overlooked on on websites so i would give that area of your site some serious uh, going over and 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 get other people to use it as well and uh, you know just see if they feel the same disconnect don't use the out-of-the-box checkout necessarily you know that comes with that particular shopping system yeah it should be customized yeah definitely yeah, just a couple other like visual things like colors, etc., and fonts. You know, you want to be consistent with them as well. It might seem minor, but once again, people will associate them with your brand and it just helps overall with brand recognition. So, I mean, think about like with colors, the biggest brands in the world, and we did a whole podcast episode on this, but uh, think about like you know, Cadbury, Coca-Cola, Facebook. And when you think of those 
three brands, you immediately identify the color that's associated with them. So if you can have a, a limited color palette, I think that's the key to um, having it being more memorable. So just think about that when you're either designing your color palette or using your color palette in multiple places. And depending on the color you've got, the amount you use it, you know, you, you, your, color, your, your website doesn't have to scream your brand color. It can be subtle. You know, I think a lot of people overcolor some of their designs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure, but just make sure you're making the right decision on it. And again, keep it consistent. Use it on your ads, use it on your offline, use it on your directories, use it on your social media. Be consistent with your colors. Yeah, exactly. And so another important element with color is making sure on your website that you only use one call to action color throughout your entire site. So people will subconsciously be looking for that same button color when they're going through your checkout process, for instance. So if you have a random different color on every page, they won't recognize it and they won't know where to go next. So by being consistent with the call to action button color, it can really help boost conversions as well. Oh, you know what? Everybody write that down because I think that is probably, you know, a killer tip that can increase conversions on a website. But I'm just going to add one element to it, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about consistency here, okay? And you're talking about consistently using colors for call to action. Now, I think the mistake most people make is they only use that consistent color on their main call to action, right? Yep. So if you... Okay, we're talking about consistently, so consistency. So if you have somebody come to your site and you want them to take a baby step towards finding out more about you. So for example, let's say one of your call to actions is go and view my blog, right? A lot of people just have blog in their navigation, right? But you could have a sidebar thing that says visit blog in the same call to action color as your primary call to action. So what you're doing is you're actually training people not just to recognize the call to action, but to click over to that. And if you have multiple calls to action, so if you have a, uh, a free giveaway, you know what we were talking about in the earlier episode, use the same call to action on that. You're not asking them for any money, but when the time comes to say buy now or purchase here or yes, I'd like to proceed, they've had uh, they've built their own consistency by training themselves to click on that particular button over and over so they're comfortable taking that final step. Was I waffling or does that no, make no, sense? No, 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 it makes total sense. And it can be a subconscious thing as well. So, um, yeah, just by being consistent with that colour can help on so many many levels, even if it is conscious or subconscious. So, no, it's, it's not waffle. <laughs> no, but have them take small steps using that colour yeah. and that call, same call to action button. So you're training them, yeah. Yeah, before they buy. Because, again, the principle of consistency means they're going to consistently click on it. So when it comes time to buy, they're going to click Exactly, exactly. They're, or they're at and least more likely to. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. And that's the purpose of this whole podcast, to, to give you all these little tips so that you put them all together and you're going to have the best chance of conversions. You know, we've talked about images, but really with your images, you want to make sure if you are going to use a, uh, a certain type of image or, you know, a certain range of filters, just keep them consistent so that every image kind of has the same look and feel throughout all of your, uh, you know, various touch points. Just another thing you want to, you know, throw in there. Can I add something to that? Yeah. You know, I'm a big advocate of using high-quality images, and if you don't have the capability, stock images are great, Mm. but look for consistencies in those images. If you do go for custom images and you get a professional photographer, build a relationship 
with the photographer. Uh, I've got a client that I've been working with for 10 years and they do a photo shoot every single year for their new range and they've used the same photographer for many, many, many years. And uh, this year we got the images and I went straight back to them and said, are you using a different photographer? You knew. <laughs> I, I knew instantly because there wasn't that consistency. And, and you know, we actually had to do a huge amount of post-production work to those images to bring them back to that consistent feel that we'd previously had. Now, they didn't have the option to reshoot, but mm-hmm. you have to wonder, you know, if I picked it up in a, the moment I opened the images, subconsciously, what's that going to do? for their customers yeah exactly exactly uh, you know it could be it could be a huge difference for them they might not recognize them at all and uh, it could it could affect conversions at the end of the day and that's what you want to that's what you want to try and uh, work towards you know getting the highest conversion possible so yeah you've got to be consistent with your images uh, another thing you want to be consistent with is your messaging so it could be your your main usp to your ad copy um you know ad copy to your landing pages make sure that it's all consistent there if your headlines have a different message or, you know, message match to your ads, then people will probably think, you know, apart from the look and feel, but just that messaging, if that's different, they could potentially um, not think that it's related to the ad. So you just got to be really careful that your messages, you know, match consistently across everything. So do you mean using the exact same wording? Wording? No, not exactly. It could be a variation, but it it needs to have the same message. You know what I mean? So you don't want it to be too removed from each other. It can be exact if you want, but it just needs to be consistent overall. Yeah, look, uh, I think I've I've seen people get this wrong. You know, they might have an ad for uh, XYZ Toyota car part part specifically and you click on the ad and it says look at all our parts for all our vehicles like Mm -hmm. that's a disconnect you should be landing them on at least a toyota category page if not the specific page for that product yeah exactly exactly yep that's that's my point well well presented there buddy all right and another thing you want to be consistent with are your values in your business so if you and your team understand your values and everything you do in your business and online should be consistent with your core values so that your visitors know what you stand for and they'll know what to expect um, i also recommend displaying your values on your website you don't have to but we do that on our site and that way people can really understand what you stand for oh, i like that and look i'm just going to refer back to a previous guest who has absolute clarity on his on his values which is taki moore i mean uh, go and have a listen to episode 20 and episode 22 it's a two part episode i can't remember which one but he explains their uh, core values as a business there really elegantly and it might inspire you to get some clarity on your own yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Those episodes are great. I love uh, it's all about the vibe. <laughs> yes. And be consistent with frequency. So whether it's how frequently you release blog post content or podcasts, etc., uh, people can become used to the frequency. And if you release content at a regular time of the week or a regular time of the day, there will be a pattern that they're looking for with your next piece of content. So, you know, if we're, we're not that consistent with how, we, how frequently we release podcast episodes, but we're going to try and be more frequent. That's part of our strategy. So, you know, we, we know that listeners... Um, are expecting episodes to come out. So if we don't release one for, say, you know, a few weeks when we generally release them every week, um, there's a bit of a disconnect there and we could potentially be losing listeners. 
Look, I, I think that's a really interesting one. I think consistency as bad as we are at it sometimes with our <laughs> podcast for various technical issues. You know, I, I also know of one particular person that, that I've dealt with who would consistently send out a newsletter every week and he yeah. put a huge amount of effort into this newsletter and in theory his open rates were quite high and then something happened and he couldn't send them for like two months. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing was not one person out of his huge list came back and said, oh, I haven't received your newsletter. Right. So, look, frequency is great, but uh, make sure you've got frequency on something that's valuable to the person that, that's receiving it. And periodically switch it off and just see if you get a reaction and switch it back on again because mm -hmm. that will give you feedback as to how important it is to the, to the people on the other side of it. Yeah, and you can also ask your audience how frequent they want, you know, the content to be delivered. Yeah, a friend of ours does a great thing. He, you know, he sends out regular weekly posts, but at the bottom he says, listen, if you're too busy to read this every week, click here and you can get a summarised version once a month. So he's respecting the person at the other end. Yeah, that's a great tip. That's awesome, man. And so also be consistent with delivering on your promise of your offers on your site. So for instance, you'll be more likely to have others recommend your products or services if you deliver consistency with your offer. For instance, we design websites with a consistent level of quality and prospects will see that consistency so they know what to expect. You know, they can see it through our um, images, for instance, you know, on our folio, and that can really help influence them to make a purchase. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and yeah. I know we haven't got to scarcity yet, right? And we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but I'm going mm -hmm. to tell you one of my bugbears with consistency is when people make limited time offers, right? And then when the limited time is up within a week or within a month, the limited time offer is back up again. <laughs> yeah, we'll right? be talking about that. And yep. to me, that's a bad delivery of consistency. Oh, you got it. So if you are going to do – if you when you're delivering on your offer, if it is a limited time offer, make sure that the people who take you up on it get the best value and don't lose their respect by then throwing it back out there again. Even if it works really, really well, you've got to make sure that you – are um, respectful, I think, of of mm. your your customers. So, hundred percent. Know. I mean, you really want a customer for life, not just for for one you know sleazy sale. So, uh, you know, you see some marketers they might have a limited time offer for an ebook, a digital ebook. You know, <laughs> like it's going to run out of copies. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just uh, respect. I think that's the the key word there. Definitely. Yeah. So what if you don't use consistency? I mean, you know, we've given you a million reasons to use it. And so, I mean, realistically, there's so much noise out there online these days that if you aren't consistent with your online presence, you'll very easily blend in with everyone else and uh, you won't be remembered as a result and visitors will be less likely to take action on your site. Wow. That was killer. <laughs> cool, man. So, I mean, you might notice as well, you know, like I think I mentioned last episode, every one of these six principles is designed to build trust. And the ultimate goal of your website is to build trust because then you'll have more people taking action. So, yeah, this is number three in the six-part series. Mate, I, um, I'm blown away. There's heaps of great stuff in this series, and I can't wait till the, the next three. Until then, have you got any suggestions for the listener of something that they could go out and do today to help them get uh, cons this consistency principle rolling in their business? 
Yeah, I would just think about it. <laughs> like if, if you're not using it at all with your look and feel, I think that's probably the first place to, to start. Um, just make sure that every touch point has the same look and feel. Uh, and if it doesn't, you know, hire a, a designer. I don't know where you'd find one of them. but <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could recommend one or two. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, really just start thinking about consistency. If you're not using it, just start using it in any one of those you know, a hundred things that we just mentioned. There's many ways you can be consistent, which will help, um, you know, people take action. Definitely. Okay, so we've got some exciting news. We have got an awesome giveaway for you, the listener. All right, so what we're doing is we're giving away 10 The Real Magic T-shirts. Now, I'm wearing mine right now, and it is like the coolest T-shirt I've ever had. Um, <laughs> Do you have so if you want to check out how, how good they look, go to successshirt.com. I think it's still on the homepage. So let's yeah. uh, ha- have a look at that. They're valued at $30 US each. And uh, what we want to do is we want to give you as many chances to win one of these as possible. Greg, do you want to tell the listener how they can get their hands on a Real Magic t-shirt? You got it, buddy. So you can earn as many tickets as possible in the draw. And here's how. If you describe, sorry, if you subscribe to the Real Magic and go to therealmagic.com and put your email address in to be notified when we release new episodes, then you'll get one ticket. If you leave a positive review on iTunes, uh, you'll get five tickets, especially if you give a five-star review. And if you share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter or any social media, you'll also get five tickets, but we need to see proof. So if you do leave comments, um, take a screenshot and send it to win at therealmagic.com to secure your tickets. So good luck. Catch you on the next episode and we'll announce the winners at the end of this series. So thanks for listening. Thanks, listener. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Al. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.